0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more.
0: Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio.
2: Good morning. It's 830. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippi Congressman Greg Harper on what policies and projects the state might expect from a Trump presidency.
1: One of the things that we, I think, desperately need long overdue is an interstate highway that connects the the capital city of Jackson to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's long overdue. Yes, it has an exorbitant price tag, but it's something that at some point you just have to say, we've got to do it.
2: Then, when it comes to gift-giving this holiday season, animal advocates say a pet is not a present. Later, a visit from the experts of everyday tech on shopping for tech gifts this holiday season. And Toyota and Tom Bigby team up to make improvements at the state park. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi's congressional members are preparing for the transition of power when President-elect Donald Trump takes the oath of office in January. As Trump builds his cabinet, lawmakers are pushing for their legislative priorities. Mississippi's District 3 Congressman Greg Harper tells MPB's Desiree Frazier infrastructure is a vital need for Mississippi and nationwide, and he is optimistic about work moving forward in that area.
1: You have to come up with ways on infrastructure that, that will help us as we move forward. Uh, that includes whether it's in air or rail or in, in highways. And, and we believe you'll see a greater emphasis there. Uh, one of the things that we, I think, desperately need long overdue is an interstate highway that connects the, the capital city of Jackson to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's long overdue. Yes, it has an exorbitant price tag. But it's something that at some point you just have to say, we've got to do it. It started in segments, but let's, let's, let's start moving towards that. It's a, it's a public safety issue as you go forward there. We have other things happening in the uh, military construction side that we think are great opportunities for us as we, as we move forward. Uh, and I believe the Trump administration uh, will, will be beneficial to us and create an emphasis on that. Another area is obviously the, inter- the energy sector. What's going to happen as we move forward uh, with, uh, you know, some common-sense regulations, reducing some of the regulatory burden that's on the industry that's put uh, thousands of people out of work just in our state alone. Uh, and and we're, we're optimistic that we'll have that opportunity to move, uh, move forward.
3: You mentioned the price tag for interstate. Any idea what it will cost?
1: i would I would think that to build an interstate highway from uh, Jackson to the Gulf Coast would probably be seven or eight billion dollars uh, probably uh, and where do you find that money uh, so uh, earlier cost estimates were probably four or five I'm sure it's more now uh, but that is uh, that's a, a likely uh, range now obviously, I would defer to m dot. Uh, on that uh, uh, price estimate, but it would be significant. Therefore, how do you come up with the funding for that is always going to be a critical issue, but it needs to be done.
3: Infrastructure overall is a serious issue nationwide, but specifically here in Mississippi. Our roads are in bad shape, our bridges. What can be done?
1: Well, keep in mind this, though. We have one of the best four-lane highway programs in the country. The problem we have is we can't really build any new roads and expand on on those roads. We're in a, we're barely in a maintenance phase of trying to keep things done and and up to to date. So the funding issues is one that we, uh, you know, we don't have an answer today, but when, but you have to recognize you have the problem first. So the infrastructure, uh, we not only have the, the problems with the roads and bridges. Uh, you know, you look at some of our interstate highways, uh, not just the interstate highways, but you look at, at some of our international airports. Uh, when you uh, go there, they're not the standard of some that you can find in other parts of the world. I think President Trump, President-elect Trump, uh, has seen and put an emphasis on that. Uh, and, and look, we can't ignore uh, other areas of that that need to be done. We We have... Uh, you know, a year ago, uh, we didn't know we'd be dealing with health care issues with the uh, Zika virus or financial problems in Puerto Rico or Flint, Michigan, or Jackson, Mississippi, to a lesser extent on uh, water and sewer issues. so these are things as you look at aging infrastructure, uh, you have to be able to do the the maintenance on it that has to be done, and the deferred maintenance is a killer because it always drives the cost up uh, ultimately. You have to make sure you prioritize your spending. There are things that we could probably say we don't need to spend money on, uh, and let's dedicate that to things that we know that are necessary.
3: In terms of education, uh, he selected uh, looking for it. Education secretary um, Betsy DeVos. DeVos.
1: Yeah,
3: your thoughts about that?
1: Uh, uh, Obviously, she's got some great uh, accolades. Um, I, I, I'm not personally familiar with her other than she has certainly been a big proponent of charter schools uh, and has had some success in that. They love her in the state of Florida. Uh, I know that uh, former Governor Jeb Bush and Senator Marco Rubio both uh, speak highly of her ability uh, to come in uh, and, and shake up the system because uh, let's, let's look. Uh, and, and to be honest, it's not working everywhere. So if, it's, if what we're trying doesn't work uh, for the sake of the children, let's come up with a way that we can give them uh, the best background, the best education that they can get. Because you know if you give them that opportunity, they're going to do well. They're going to perform well. We have, uh, we have bright young people in Mississippi that sometimes just need a little push, need a little uh, direction.
2: MPB's Desiree Fraser with Congressman Greg Harper. Up next, when it comes to gift-giving this holiday season, animal advocates say a pet is not a present. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio
3: mpb radio's local programs are available now as podcasts sure you love your mpb mobile app it streams your favorite program anytime you like but when streaming's not the thing say in flight or driving on the natchez trace download your favorite podcast and you've got it in your pocket available on itunes or on any podcast app grab your local mpb podcast now
2: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. A puppy or kitten might be on a Christmas wish list or two across Mississippi, but animal advocates who work at shelters see many potential problems with this scenario. Elizabeth Jackson founded the Animal Rescue Fund of Mississippi. She tells MPB's Mark Rigsby giving a pet as a Christmas present is not recommended.
4: Typically, it's not a good idea, and we don't encourage that as, at all. It's very hustle bustle and very hectic during the holidays, and that's not the best time to bring a new pet into the hu- household. It's already stressful enough. Decompressing after you come out of a shelter, you need some, a couple of weeks of quiet time just to kind of figure out the the lay of the land, and uh, it's just you got parties going and people coming and going and it's easy for them to get into food that they shouldn't and um it's just not the best time to add a a pet to the family if if the family wants to get one the best thing they can do is get a a, you know dog bed and a leash and 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 tell the kids that we're going to go choose a pet after the holidays after christmas we don't we don't allow pet animals to be given as presents at all and the reason for that is because you may think your Aunt Polly wants a new dog or a cat, but Aunt Polly may not. And so then you present her with this present, and she's going to go, ah, oh, yay. <laughs> and she's not really thr- thrilled with it. And it's, Then also, a lot of people, get, like, they can't come up with a great idea for a present, can't come up with And so the last minute, they go, oh, gosh, I'll get a puppy. And they bring a puppy into the household, and then eight months later, the puppy's not so cute anymore, July and August are the biggest times of the year for animal, for adolescent puppies and cats to come into shelters because the the blush has left the rose and um, they don't want them anymore, and so they go dump them into shelter. So it, all the way around to say that animals as presents, animals as additions to family during Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa is just not a great idea. It's just side you want to do it as family do it after the after the first of the year and make sure it's a well thought out decision and not a last minute oh my goodness what am I going to do sort of thing go get your wife a diamond ring instead
1: what kind of reactions do you get from people that come here during the holiday season looking for a pet as a present what do they tell you
4: they, some of them get angry. Some of them say, "Well, I'll we'll go buy a pet, and I expect to see them back in July." Um, and some of them understand. So, so a lot, a lot of people. When you talk to them about it and why and where for and all that, a lot of people get it. They just hadn't thought it through all the way. We think it through because we live it every day. We have to operate 365 days a year. These dogs and cats don't. I tell you know my employees these dogs and cats don't celebrate Christmas, Easter Bunny, or the Super Bowl. We have to be here every day. And But, you know, when you're out in the world and you, you don't think about the, all the aspects of it. So a good many people get it. Some of them don't. The ones that don't, you know, I can't fix that for them. I like I, my my responsibility are the animals that we've got here that we have committed to take care for. And my, my that's I, if I hurt someone's feelings by that, you know, that that's. That's not my problem. My, My problem is making sure these animals go into great, safe homes where they aren't going to be put into a bad situation.
1: Can you tell us the difference, just from the experience and what you've seen, between adopting a pet from a shelter and, let's say, buying a pet from someone who's selling puppies or cats out of the back of a truck?
4: Well, all of our animals are completely vetted. And we've got we've done personality assessments, and we know what kind of a personality they've got. And they've gotten all of their appropriate shots, and all of their you know we we get them spayed and neutered, so they're not going to be making more. I promise you, we're not going to run out. They all need to be spayed and neutered. Um, I, just yesterday, I got a phone call from this woman wanting me to come get this this puppy that someone they had bought from a backyard breeder, and they didn't want it anymore. And if I didn't come get it, they're going to put it out in the parking lot where they were in a box and leave it there. Um, And I went and got the puppy, and it's sick. And it's at the vet right now, and it's going to cost us several hundred dollars to get it well because it's got parvo, because they bought it from a breeder, took it away from its mother way too young. It's four four weeks old. um, And the dog may not make it. And they paid money for this dog that, you know, has a myriad of health issues. Backyard breeders um, selling the dogs and cats out of the back of the pickup truck and parking lots and shopping centers are only interested in making money. They don't care about that animal. don't care a bit about the animal. They don't care about the mama dog that they're breeding to death. The mama dog will probably get, you know, prolapsed uterus and die because it's just a moneymaker for them. They don't care about these animals having emotions and feel pain and suffer. And um, they don't care that the puppies that they sell to somebody for... Three, four, five, eight hundred dollars is gonna die as soon as they get it home. They don't care about that. We care. We want to make sure that our animals are healthy and they have a good long life as a family member and a productive member of society and not reproducing.
2: MPB's Mark Rigsby with Elizabeth Jackson of the Animal Rescue Fund of Mississippi. Up next a visit from the experts of Everyday Tech on shopping for tech gifts this holiday season. This is Mississippi edition on MPB Think Radio.
3: Mississippi Public Broadcasting has partnered with StoryCorps to share first-person accounts of the lives of Mississippians from all walks of life. StoryCorps' mission is to preserve and share the stories of American lives through personal interviews. You can hear these locally recorded interviews each Tuesday morning at 8.30 as part of Mississippi Edition on NPB Think Radio. These segments will also be available at mpbonline.org.
5: This is Everyday Tech on the Mississippi Edition. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wiltz Cottrea of Newcore Steel Jackson Incorporated. And today we're going to talk about shopping for tech, some things to look for while you're shopping for tech during the holidays. Good morning, Wilt. How are you today? Pretty good, Sharita. Hope everything's going well with you, too. Yes. Uh, so, is this the time of year where you kind of reload on your own tech devices?
0: It is. I, uh, I see those flashy ads come through and, uh, you, you just ask my wife. She knows there's always one that's going to catch my eye that, uh, that I've got to have it. I think right now I'm trying to convince her just how much we need an echo in the house. So
5: mm-hmm.
0: we'll see if that works out with Santa Claus or not.
5: So kids usually want tech devices like smart watches and smartphones and all these different things. If you can't afford the brand that is probably the most expensive, uh, do you recommend parents looking for alternative or off-brand things this time of year to maybe save some money?
0: Really, some of the off-brand stuff, they're really making some good stuff. And, um, and, and kind of similar to what we see with a lot of other, maybe, you know, store brand or off-brand items, we do see that a lot of those items will be just as good uh, as your name brand item. So so definitely look at that. That's really where the online reviews and things like that really can come in handy for them.
5: Now, if you are a person who's not a tech person and you want to get someone a tech-like gift, how do you do that uh, and be discreet with it and not straight up ask them what they want? What are, you, what are your suggestions for folks like that?
0: I would usually say ask some of their peers, some of those around them. You can really kind of pay attention to what are they doing One of the biggest things, you know, you mentioned, like, smartwatches and all before. You do need to be careful that, you know, there are certain things that will only talk with Apple. There are certain things that will only talk with Android devices. So you need to kind of... uh, Maybe sniff around the corner a little bit and just see what devices it is they're using to make sure you're going to be compatible with that. Uh, same thing with desktops. Are they a Mac user or are they a Windows user? And you can usually just a little bit of observation can get you through onto that, but uh, just really kind of pay attention to what, what their peers are doing with that. Video games, too. I've, I've seen a lot of people do this. They'll go out and buy a PlayStation video game, and the person happens to be an Xbox game player. So mm. you do need to do a little bit of smooth work to make sure you're going to be compatible with tech.
5: Well, speaking of video games, um, some people make it smart TVs for Christmas. What are your thoughts on knowing all the materials that come along with these things? So if there is a video game, will it have all of the uh, cords and, and things that that come that it's supposed to? Or will you have to go back to the store and get something? Like if you get a smart TV, will there be an extra cable you need to make it work like it's supposed to?
0: To get a smart TV, the one thing they're not going to give you is going to be the most common connection that they'll actually use for those TVs is called an HDMI cable. And what that cable does is it brings the audio and the video to the TV. And those are usually not included. And the reason they're not included is because some people need a smaller one, uh, you know, shorter distance, while some people need one that can reach a little bit farther across the room. So as a result, a lot of your manufacturers won't include that. The good news is you can pick those up fairly inexpensively from any of your, even your Walmarts and your Best Buy. So you will have to probably get that kind of cable. When it comes to your video game systems, they actually generally include everything in there. That one cable may be the one thing missing, but actually the last time I bought an Xbox, it actually had that in there as well. You can look on the outside of the box, though, and usually the outside of either a TV box, a video game box, it'll tell you included in the box are these items. And generally they'll have another little thing that will say something like, And you will also need, kind of flashing back and thinking back when things said, you know, batteries included or batteries needed.
5: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, And I know video games can get very expensive. What do you think about renting video games instead of buying them outright?
0: If they play anything like the way my son plays, I would definitely recommend going to their Redbox and renting those video games. On average, he can beat a game in about a day. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, from start to finish. That's a really quick running through a $60 bill right there. Um, and on some games, I do notice he will play those, and, and especially if his friends are playing, he'll play them a lot more. Those would be the ones that I would buy, but for the most part, especially when they're newly out there, I would highly recommend at either borrowing them or or, you know, the rental option has really become um, really good, especially like with your Gamefly, which is very similar to Netflix.
5: All right, sounds good. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about shopping for tech during the holidays and setting up tech on Everyday Tech, the show, this coming Wednesday morning at 10. You can send us an email before or during the show to Tech at mpbonline.org. Then be sure to tune in Wednesday morning at 10. For Wilt's Couture, I'm Sherita Brent. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. Thanks for listening.
0: The election is over and the nation has a new president, Donald Trump, and a new chapter in history has begun. We don't know what lies ahead, but NPR will keep bringing you the best coverage from coast to coast to help you make sense of it all. So listen every day.
3: This is an important message for all MPB viewers who use an antenna to receive MPB TV. On Monday, December 12th, our and.2 and .2 channels will change. MPB HD will move to .1. A brand new 24-7 children's channel, PBS Kids, will premiere soon on .2. Subchannels .3 and four will continue to carry Create TV and MPB Think Radio just as before. Cable and satellite viewers shouldn't be affected. If you have questions, please visit our website at mpbonline.org.
2: A five-year, $250,000 partnership between Toyota Motor Manufacturing Mississippi and Tom Bigby State Park is making upgrades to the camping destination. The Blue Springs-based car and truck manufacturer will give money, and employees of Toyota will donate time and effort to the improvements. The partnership is in its second year and will extend through 2019. Catherine Ragsdale, spokesperson for Toyota, tells MPB's Desiree Fraser the money and the work will go to a number of projects.
6: Annually Toyota participates in a nationwide event called National Public Lands Day and our Blue Springs plant has done um, work in various parks within the Pontotoc Union and Lee counties over the years and this year because there was such a need we chose to um, return to Tom Bigby State Park for five years in a row and what that allows us to do is each year add to the product, projects that we've done in previous years. So overall, we're going to have a very significant impact in this state park, which is right in our backyard.
3: When you say there was a need, what did you see as the needs at the park?
6: Well, due to um, you know, many budget cuts within the state of Mississippi, um, the park really suffered in terms of funds that were being you know, spent within the park for upkeep. One of the treasures in all of our state parks um, are considered the Conservation core uh, Civil Conservation Corps projects that, um, if you recall, Franklin D. Roosevelt made part of the New Deal. Um, so from 1933 to 1942, um, there were young men that were employed by the federal government to build structures and help create these state parks. So... They're historical markers, and they have to be restored in a very specific way in order to maintain that um, historical significance. So over the years, they've not really been kept up well. So our goal is to come in and help you know revitalize and within the proper parameters help restore and refurbish the park.
3: And tell us, what does the $250,000 pay for?
6: So that money will be used over time to help do things like um, restore the cabins that are out there. We will help with bridge repairs. Um, We've installed a T-ball field, a regulation-sized T-ball field, um, make a variety of playground improvements, and um, some trail signage installation over time we will also be um, updating their disc golf course that they have, you know, general trail maintenance, we also are going to be um, restoring their amphitheater and just make sure that we enhance any of the visitor amenity that um, the park offers.
3: And so this is over a five-year period. So our folks from the Toyota plant taking time off from work to go over and do this work. How is that being done?
6: Well, our annual event is on a Saturday, so this is you know volunteer efforts put in by our employees. As a matter of fact they've contributed contributed over 5,000 volunteer hours just so far, just in the last couple of years. And so some of the work is done during work hours where we've dispatched some of our um, maintenance team to come over and do some of the pre-work that um, we feel is more developed or more appropriate for um, a professional to do as opposed to sending over a volunteer and putting them in a job that's maybe... Um, beyond their their skills. So we, we have sent some of our team members over during the work week to prep for our major volunteer event on a Saturday.
3: And you do this one time a year, you said?
6: Yes, we do. National Public Lands Day is once a year. However, um, we are also out there during um, Earth Day. We partner with um, the Boys and Girls Club. We bring them out and we'll do an event that evening, and have an urban campout. Um, we last year we built bat boxes that are now um, hung within the park, and then we have um, you know a campfire and, and do some cookout type things. So we are utilizing that park um, in addition to National Public Lands Day.
2: M.P.B. Cesare Fraser with Catherine Ragsdale of Toyota Motor Manufacturing Mississippi on the company's partnership with Tom Bigby State Park. Coming up after Mississippi edition, it's Deep South Dining. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey and Southern Remedy. I'm Karen Brown. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.
3: The election is over, the nation has a new president, and a new chapter in history has begun. We don't know what lies ahead, but NPR will continue to bring you the best coverage from coast to coast to help you make sense of it all. Listen every day.